0: Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode 43, 43, which we're recording on Monday, August 19th. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And what are you wearing today, Charlene? I am wearing my Yogini
1: Bolero, which was designed by Wendy Bernard. I knit this back in 2009. And when I got out of the car to meet Gail, she said, Wow, that looks great. I haven't seen you wear that in a while. And I agreed with her because I don't think that I wore this much last summer at all, and I'm really surprised because when I pulled it out today, I remembered how much I really love this sweater, Yeah. and then when I went to look up in my Ravelry notes when I knit it, I saw that I had in my notes that I
0: also wanted to knit myself a long sleeve version.
1: (laughs) I'm laughing. Which, of because I never do. And because
0: I have the long sleeve version and I want to knit it with short with sleeves. With short sleeves. Yeah. yeah. And you know completely comfortable. I really love this
1: sweater. I should describe it. It is a top down short sweater with a tie in front. So kind of a shrug. It ties under the bust and it's raglan sleeves and it's got a knit on ribbed edging that Then make ties out of as well. And it's just a really fun, easy piece to wear. It really is. And I really should wear this more often because I like it a lot. I have two specific skeins of yarn set aside to knit that for myself in a short sleeve version. And I just haven't done it (laughs) yet. See, and this was actually one of my branch out projects because I knit this in a kind of a marled greenish
0: brown kind of looks like camo camo it almost does yeah not in a bad way though right those
1: those kinds of colors which you know it's not purple so it's it's not not purple (laughs) it's not purple it's not pink it's not gray so it's not my usual color choice but this was a branch out color for me and I
0: really like it yeah it looks really good she has the whole look going today with those aren't khaki colored but they're like a, a olive, olive, olive olive pants yeah. and even her bag has the same <laughs> shades of green and Which brown Which is the in bag it. that I
1: carry my knitting things in a lot so that didn't match on purpose but it's another pair of pants that I found that I found in my drawer <laughs> that I <laughs> Took out of retirement. Yeah, yeah. That I haven't worn a lot. And it's like,
0: oh yeah, gotta wear these. So that's what I am wearing. How about you, Gail? What are you wearing? Nothing knit. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a totally insane day for me working with technical support on the phone. And I told Charlene that I went to yoga and thinking I would take a shower afterwards. It just never happened. So I'm still in my workout clothes. So <laughs> unfortunately, I don't have any knitwear on today. But I have been wearing knitwear every day besides today. Well, so that counts. That's great. Right? Of course that
1: counts. We <laughs> I try to wear something knitted as often as possible.
0: Yeah, whenever we have the opportunity. On Saturday, one of my good friends had a party and we went over and I was wearing my new Jalissa and Ooh, got a yay. lot of compliments yay. on it. <laughs> yep, it was very, you know, gratifying to hear people say, "Oh, what a pretty sweater. Did you that's knit great. that?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, neat. I did. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what have you been stalking lately? I am stocking
1: my next knit. I have finished one project, put another project into deliberate hibernation, and I am to the point where I need to cast on something. I'm not sure. Well, I do. I have two sweaters in mind that I am going to cast on. The first one is called Grace by Jane Richmond and that was published in November of 2012 in the Island Collection. Gail and I have both previously knit the Arbutus from the same collection, which was a ringed cowl, and Grace is a top-down button front cardigan with a lace panel along the upper back and the upper front. It's knit in sock weight yarn, and I have a quantity of Madeleine Tosh Sock in the colorway Victorian Gothic that I purchased specifically with this sweater in mind. And the Victorian Gothic is, I want to say, a pale lavender gray with a black overwash, overdyed. Yeah, maybe. It's it's very tonal, but...
0: It's it's subtly variegated. Like the purple... You can see dusty purple, but then you can also see almost black. Yeah,
1: it almost
0: is variegated, but it's, it's so too
1: mon- monotoned. Oh, there you go. To be
0: really variegated, but it's just—it's beautiful. Layers of color. That's yeah, that's I a better say. way to describe <laughs> it. Kind of like neighborhood fiber company's yarn. Yeah,
1: yeah. So I'm. Um, I bought this, and I actually have the buttons already for it, too. <laughs> buttons are often my, my challenge when I finish a project. And I had bought the yarn for this, and then Gail and I were actually looking for buttons for another project when I stumbled across what we both deemed to be the perfect buttons for this yarn. Yep. So I purchased them, and that had to have been... That was several Several months months ago ago because we saw, we first saw the actual Island collection book at Stitches. We were both looking at it and I think it had come out a little bit before Stitches, but we saw the actual book at Stitches. And then it was shortly after that when I picked up the yarn and then shortly after that, I picked up the buttons. So that's the first thing that I'm stocking. And I'm actually knitting a swatch for that one right now. The... Second thing that I'm stocking is a sweater that was published in Knitty Deep Fall 2011 by Amy Herzog called Vignette. It is a three-quarter sleeve cardigan, bottom up with a lace eyelet feature along the front and down the arms. And I have some Madeline Tosh DK in my stash. Again, I'm thinking that sweater or still do I still want to make the February fitted pullover mm-hmm. you know <laughs> yeah I keep coming back to that one and right now I'm just realizing well I'm also stocking obviously the February fitted pullover I so now I ha- I'm narrowing it down I have some yarn which one do I want to make we'll see the last thing that I am stocking is something totally different and I should have sent you the link to this Gale, to get your opinion on this sweater but I keep thinking about it, and there isn't even a pattern for it yet. I just saw it, and the sweater, because of its unusual construction, really intrigued me. It's called Bravura, and it's by Tracy Hertscher, and the sweater was the winner in the Fiber Factor's competition number three. Okay. And I don't know if you've been watching any of the Fiber Factor. I- I watched it a little bit when it first started out and then I recently just caught up on all of the epi- all of the short videos and judging episodes and this sweater won the third challenge was that the boxy sweater
0: challenge or That was
1: the second challenge. Okay. So the Fiber Factor is yeah, a design is. competition that is being run by Scissell who makes needles and yarn and they are running this competition to bring some attention to new designers. There was a competition or a selection process to pick. I think they have 12 designers, ultimately, and the 12 designers are going to go through six design challenges that are being set by SCISEL using SCISEL Products. I, they're using scissel needles, scissel yarns, and the latest challenge, which is challenge number four. They're even using a scissel knitting machine. Oh wow! So all kinds of different design challenges. But getting back to the sweater. Well, and it's non it's non-elimination
0: too, which I thought was right. Cool. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. The the designers don't have to live in a house together or anything right. like that because they're given for some of the challenges they've had a month because it's not like Project Runway where you can sew a garment in a day or two. Obviously, the design process for knitting takes a little bit longer, so they're given up to a month for some of the challenges, I think. But the sweater that I'm thinking of is a layered, oversized sweater. It's a little difficult to, un- to describe, but when I say layered, there's your base layer of sweater And then over that, the sleeves are formed with another layer that goes over it in an almost cape-like fashion, and that is short in the back. So when you see the sweater from the back, you see these layers, and it's just beautiful. And there's also an oversized hood, which kind of makes another layer, and it's very drapey and gorgeous. And I think the yarn that was used was also doubled for this particular sweater so it's going to be something that's very warm very generous but it just looked cozy and wonderful and nice and i will put a link to it in the show notes so that you guys can go look at it because there's not a pattern available as of this recording but i believe that they are going to have a pattern available i don't know if it's something that i would make but i do admit to think that's probably The sweater out of the whole entire competition that I keep thinking about because the construction is just really interesting to me. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait to see this. Yeah, it's really nice. It's really nice. So
0: now that I've rambled on so much, what are you stocking, Gail? Well, I'm stocking three things in particular. The first is a newly released pattern called Casual Lace. It is a cardigan, and as the name implies, it is. Lace, it's a raglan top-down sweater, and the sleeves are full stockinette, but everything else in the sweater is lace. So, mostly lace, stockinette sleeves, and, of course, stockinette button band. And it's just really pretty. You know how I like lace in my patterns. I just gravitate toward it. (laughs) I love it. It's knit in Tosh Merino Light fingering weight yarn, and that means, like we've discussed recently, all of our favorite... Indie dyers and yarn providers have their own almost exact same version of Tosh mm-hmm. Light, which gives us a lot of opportunity for different kind of yarn or different vendors to use for the sweater. Different dyers, because exactly. I think a lot of them use the same base. Exactly. Yeah. but d- So you have the different, different color dyers, collections. Yes. Color selections. So that one is by the designer Justina Lorkowska. And she has several very popular cardigans and other things on Ravelry. So I'm looking forward to trying her out as a designer eventually. The second one I'm stalking, I've actually been stalking the sweater for years. <laughs> it's called Crow Marty and it's by oh, Heather yeah. Dixon, who is the Army of Knitters. And this sweater is very feminine. It has a shawl collar, it is a cardigan, and it has cable details and lace details. It's a long sleeve sweater. And it has built-in ties that either you tie behind yourself in your middle back like a peplum almost, or you can use them to wrap the sweater around your front. And I've always loved it, and I just happen to have some yarn and stash now that I think will work perfectly. So, yeah, I'm already scamming, swatching it, and I've printed the pattern, and there are some other things that I would like to knit first, but Chrome Artie, I think, may be my first sweater that I knit when the the color... when the weather gets cooler. So I'm really looking forward to that one. And the last, like Charlene's third, was totally an unusual thing. (laughs) Mine isn't even a sweater. The third thing I'm stocking is called Gnome is Where the Heart Is. It's a set of ornaments or decorations by Susan Claudino. There are A male gnome and a female gnome and a heart all included in the collection. They're really cute. They're adorable. (laughs) They're so darned cute. They are, well let me begin by saying her pattern page has a very thorough helpful description of what's included if you buy the $2.50 pattern. So it's very affordable. She has instructions for knitting these, all of them, in Fingering weight and worsted weights. And she gives the instructions on how to make it a male or a female gnome. So the female gnome has these cute little braids that are part of her. <laughs> and it's just cute. It's a little ornament sized softie. It's, I don't know if you call a it a softie so- or yeah. a gift. I'm thinking they'll yeah. make very cute Christmas ornaments little as little gifts. I didn't realize they were that tiny. Well, the fingering weight ones are pretty tiny, yeah. the worsted weight ones are a little bigger. Yeah. So super, super cute pattern. And I definitely will be knitting some of those before Christmas this year. Yay. I think perfect little gift knitting So those are the three things that I'm actively <laughs> stocking and what are you knitting? I am knitting well
1: The first two things that I'm knitting are the same two shawls that I've been working on afternoon tea and askew Each have had a couple of rows added on to them. Not a lot. Both are coming out great it's Good to have both of them going because they're very different. One is charted, and one is formed just by a mixture of knit and purl stitches. So I'm enjoying both of those. Very happy with those. Those eventually we'll get done. No rush. I'm
0: very happy to be knitting both of them. <laughs> it's nice to have projects like that where it yeah. doesn't feel like there's any type of stress or obligation right. or it's, deadline involved. It's, it's just not like, work. Oh, I yeah. can
1: pick up. Um, skew especially, I can pick up, I think I said at one time that that was going to be my podcasting knit, and it probably will be, because it's very easy just to knit and purl while I'm chatting. And then the third thing that I'm knitting, I'm actually putting into hibernation for a little while. It's Altostratus, and I worked on it a little bit, but then I put it aside when I got obsessed with my custom fit Amy Herzog pattern, which I'll tell you about in a little bit. But after I finished that, I picked up my Altostratus and I just didn't feel excited about working on it. And when I say I'm not excited about working on it, I'm not sure, not entirely sure why, because I love the yarn. I love the pattern. I love the design of the sweater. I think it's just perhaps something isn't meshing between the two for me it's yeah. not a good combo of the yarn and this pattern so I'm putting it in hibernation I almost ripped it out one night because oh. I said oh I don't really want to yeah. keep going on this and I almost ripped it out and what I what f- time of night it was late oh I'm glad you didn't follow <laughs> well, your I instincts forced, or your original I, instincts I know rip I know that's put it down cardinal rule of knitting never make a major decision after 10 p.m. nope so I put it back in the project bag and I'm just going to wait and see. I'm going to work on something else. It's, I officially put it into hibernation on Ravelry. So <laughs> I don't usually do that because usually I'm a knit it or rip it kind of knitter. And I don't have any problem with ripping either. In fact, at first when I was thinking, well, I don't, I'm not really liking how this is coming out, I was thinking, oh, let's just finish it. And then if I don't like it, I can rip it then. <laughs>
0: a lot of knitting. So it's a
1: lot of knitting. I know, but that's the kind of knitter I am. It doesn't bother me to do that. But seeing as there's so many other things I want to knit, yeah, I don't know if that's the best use of my time. <laughs> I get it. I agree. So for now, it's in hibernation. Again, great pattern, great yarn. Nothing against either of those. It's just perhaps my pairing of the two didn't work. I'm not sure why. I think maybe the variegated yarn just isn't working in the garter stitch so much for me which i thought the garter stitch would
0: break it up so there was no pooling blah blah blah, blah but i don't know Gail, we'll see okay. <laughs> it's not very often that you actually get into a project to decide you don't like the combination of pattern and it, yarn no it doesn't happen that much and
1: that's why when it does happen it comes back to that old question that you and I always have if I do continue to work on it is the fact that I didn't enjoy working on it going to affect my
0: wearing of the piece Mm -hmm. (laughs) well and the other Charlene has spoken these words of wisdom to me many times are you gonna like it anymore if you keep knitting it (laughs) right if if (laughs) I don't like something about it halfway through
1: am I going to like it when it's a hundred percent? Yep. I doubtful, doubtful. And then, like I said, do hand knits carry that emotional baggage?
0: Yeah, (laughs) We've discussed
1: that a lot. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't, but I don't know. We'll see. Hibernation is a good place for it right now. So (laughs) (laughs) that's so funny. And then aside from that, I'm making my swatches for, um, two, new projects that I talked about and what I was stocking. I've, I've got a couple yarns that I'm swatching on, and I think I'm gonna start at least this Jane Richmond sweater, but
0: I have to figure out my needle size. See, Charlene is a good role model for all of us because she's a very diligent swatcher.
1: I am a very diligent swatcher, and I'm also the first person to say swatches lie. <laughs> And I guess I shouldn't go that far because it's not that swatches lie. It's that swatches don't tell you everything that you need to know. Yes. But they can give you some information to move you further ahead in the process. They don't tell you everything, but they give you some information. Yes. So I'm happy to get that. (laughs) So I'm swatching. How about you,
0: Gail? What are you knitting? Well, it's funny that you actually put something into hibernation this period since our last podcast because I just took took something something out out of of hibernation hibernation.
1: knitting equilibrium there you go
0: (laughs) I took the bumble beret out of hibernation yesterday and started working on that again it is an adorable beret by Elizabeth Doherty and it has a beautiful color work motif in it wherein you can add a little bumblebee so bumble beret and then you do some duplicate stitching to really bring out the pop of the bumblebee and my colors are very muted they're from sincere sheep it is the oh goodness i just forgot the name um equity sports it's 100 rambouillet and it's awesome to knit with it has this really cool texture to it that i'm really enjoying the only drawback is that I'm knitting on ridiculously tiny needles. So for me, I can't kn- knit on it for very long because my hands start to hurt. Oh. So that's going to go a little bit at a time. So I knit on it quite a bit yesterday and regretted having done so. Oh, Yeah, a little Ouch. achy. Yeah, So I should have known. I just got wrapped up in, oh, just one more round. Let's see how the colors mm-hmm. work. One more round. But Because I'm using muted colors, they're all natural dye and they're beautiful, but they don't have enough contrast. So what I'm going to do is not only duplicate stitch the bumblebee, I'm also going to duplicate stitch the center of each flower in yellow. So the colors I'm using are purple and two different colors of gray, a lighter and a darker, but they're not that different from one another. Mm. So the center of the flower right now is light gray against the darker gray and it just you won't be able to see it from mm. five feet away so but awesome pattern it's just the colors that i chose for it for <laughs> color work don't have enough contrast right. and the next thing i'm knitting i'm continuing on my stripy mitts which i am knitting with the inspiration dye works that i won on the knit girls podcast And Laura of Inspiration Dye Works dyed the color especially for me. So it's a beautiful turquoise, beautiful purple, and a gray. And I finished mitt number one yesterday except for the thumb. So I just made up my own pattern. And Max was so funny. He told me about 50 times yesterday, you should put that pattern on Ravelry. And I said, Max, it's just to fit my tiny little wrist. And yeah, it's nothing exciting. So I'm having fun, though, just kind of. Knitting as I go and Uh taking out and really custom tailoring it to my, I have normal sized forearms and this dinky little wrist (laughs) at the end of them. So all of my mitts I end up doing strange shaping to to make sure they fit me at the wrist. This is no exception. So those, like I said, the first one is done and that's great just round and round and round knitting. So I'm really enjoying that. I'm also finally knitting my Custom Fit Test Knit sweater for Amy Herzog's new software called Custom Fit. I cast on yesterday, and these sweaters for now are knit in pieces. In a future version of the software they might have seamless versions, etc. But for now, as testers, we're knitting them in pieces. So I am about two-thirds of the way through my first front. So we'll mm-hmm. knit both fronts, the back, and both sleeves so you have five pieces to seam together. And then I will be picking up for I-cord zipper edging on the front and a collar. But super excited about that. I'm doing. I'm using Madeline Tosh DK Twist as my base. Onyx is my main color, which is an almost black. It's a tonal, very black, leaning color.
1: Oh, I didn't realize you were using
0: onyx. Yeah. And I'm using pop rocks in as my stripe so it's a striped sweater I was going to alternate between stripes and pop rocks and coquette because I was worried I wasn't going to have enough yarn but I think I'm going to so I'm not using the coquette right now and I hope I don't regret that decision <laughs> but that's the so those are the three things I'm knitting I'm also working on the folded poncho but that's like you said with your shawls, you know, maybe I'll knit a couple rows right. here and there. It's kind of the knitting that I use for when I don't want to think. Right. For the custom fit, I'm trying to pay very close attention to make sure I knit exactly per the pattern. The pattern's very simple, but I don't I'm keeping track of my striping, I'm keeping track of decreases and increases, and I just want to make sure that I am a thorough tester. So it's not just breeze through it knitting and the stripey mitts are, but now I have to figure out where I did all my custom increases and decreases so that I don't have a second mitt that doesn't match the first. <laughs> so I'm now my folded poncho is just basically background knitting for when yeah. I don't want to think about yeah. anything, which is delightful. Oh, and by the way, last episode, I had said, we saw a woman wearing the easy folded poncho at Stitches West in February and I couldn't remember what texture she used on oh, her poncho. Yeah. And when I saw Stephanie at Stitches, she is soulmate on Ravelry, I told her about the poncho, mm-hmm. and I told her the woman did knit one, seed stitch for one row. So she emailed me right oh, when I last she remembered. podcast went live. She said, I wrote it down when I saw you at oh, Stitches. Oh Thank you, gosh. Stephanie. You <laughs> rock. And I ended up That's doing awesome. a variation on that. I. Because I thought that's what the <laughs> so woman told us, but I could never verify it until <laughs> that's Stephanie did. So I'm doing stockinette, but every fourth row is seat stitch. So oh, okay. my pattern or my texturing oh, is a little okay. more spread out. That's than that. nice. Yeah, it's. I'm really liking the fabric, so I'm super happy with it. Now,
1: are you offsetting the pearl stitch? No, or it's it's in columns. It's in then? columns.
0: Nice. Yeah. Nice. And I kind of went back and forth about that, whether I wanted it in columns or I should offset it, and I kind of am liking the symmetry of it. Yeah. So, I'm happy with it. That's great. So, those are the things I'm actually knitting right now. (laughs) And what have you finished? I'm so excited. Okay.
1: Well, last episode I think I had just started my custom fit sweater. I think so too. Maybe I was still in the swatching state, I can't remember, but I finished my custom knit sweater. And it's beautiful. Now this is a sweater that was produced using new software from Amy Herzog called Custom Fit. And I just want to talk a little bit about my sweater. Not necessarily the process of Custom Fit or the software, but just the sweater. My sweater is, it's a cardigan, long sleeve cardigan. There are several fit options that you enter into the software after you put in your own measurements. I chose a snug fit and let's see, I put a collar on it and I sewed in a zipper yesterday. And my sweater has some ribbing with a twist on the bottom on the sleeves and then down the back I have a a panel straight up down the middle of the back that has the ribbing continued and then also on the sides the sweater is constructed in pieces knit from the bottom up and let's see sleeves set in sleeves that it. I guess that's about it. Now, I love the sweater. It's I have beautiful. to say,
0: <laughs> she did a lot of work beyond what Custom Fit would produce right now. Yeah, I, I'm just super impressed with your tailoring and how you combined all of those different elements into that pattern to make it so beautiful.
1: So, Custom Fit generates a pattern based on your own measurements, and then, like I said, you select. Some basic shapes, as in um, cardigan pullover shape of collar, that sort of thing, and then beyond that, I personalized it in terms of edgings on the edge where I was going to where I sewed on the zipper, I did a double knit slip stitch edge, my ribbing i i figured out the ribbing and how i was going to seam everything beforehand so that my ribbing was uninterrupted on the side
0: what else? and her ribbing so the hem ribbing goes directly into the ribbing of her sides of her waist mm-hmm. and the back panel. So it's yeah. a beautiful, so it's seamless continuous. rib from the yeah. bottom all the way to the top. It's perfect. Yeah. And I for
1: this, I should mention, I used Shepherd's Wool. It's a worsted weight, 100% wool, not a superwash wool. The color is... Pansy. Pansy is the Pansy? name of the color, right? Yeah. And it's get. We had a discussion about this color, whether it was blue or purple, and it's purple. It's blurple.
0: Blurple, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still it's, see it as purple.
1: Yeah. No. I see it. I see it as a purple, but it does have that indigo. Tone to it too. Yeah, it almost looks like a gray. To me. Um, yeah, it is a little heathered, mm-hmm. but I just love this color, of course. Oh, I that's a beautiful on her. It's totally her color. I love it. And I haven't done a pieced sweater in a while, and I was a little curious how it would be sewing together all these pieces. And one of the things I noticed was that knitting a pieced sweater seemed <laughs> to go so fast. Something about not having all those stitches on the needles, but every piece, especially the fronts and the sleeves, they seemed so tiny. (laughs) Yeah, I I totally agree. I kept thinking, "Um, this really isn't going to fit. And it was because I'm used to knitting the big, big piece. And I think just doing small pieces goes so, so fast. So I felt like I flew through this sweater. Well, you did fly through it, though. I did, yeah. Yeah. And installing the zipper, I used to do zippers on sweaters more frequently, or I in the past I have installed more zippers, and this one I think is the best zipper I've ever installed. I'm really happy with the way it came out. I'll have to take a photograph close-up of it, but... It looks, it looks professionally tailored <laughs> to me. It really does. I'm really happy with the way that came out. So I want to hire Charlene to do my zipper.. right <laughs> now on. So my happy, happy, happiness level for this sweater, very high. I told Gail that I want to knit one in all the colors now.
0: Yep. <laughs> it's really pretty. I mean, I can see that being a pattern people would want to buy with you, the ribbing and the twisted ribbing detail and yeah. how it all organically grows together. It's just beautiful. Thank you. You're I'm welcome. I'm very
1: happy with it. Very, very happy, and that is the only thing that I've finished, so.
0: The only thing. <laughs> the only I only, only thing. finished a sweater since the last time we talked. So on that note, Gail, what have you finished? I have only finished one thing. Also, I actually think I had started this the night before we last recorded and forgot to mention that I was oh. knitting it, and I have since finished it. It is the Zephyr Cove Shawl by Rosemary Hill. She often goes by Rami Hill. This sweater, or sweater, see I have sweater on the bird now. (laughs) This shawl was so much fun to knit. It is knit from one corner to the other. It is an asymmetric, shallow triangle shape. And it starts with one color. And you cast on I-cord and you knit a little leaf motif that grows into the start of the asymmetric, shallow triangle. It's all in garter stitch. There is a pico edging on one side of the triangle, and then you go into a striped section, and I knit mine in Hazelnits Entice yarn, which is an MCN fingering yarn, in the color called Land of Sweets. And can you tell me what color you think this is in terms of Pantone? Is that vivacious or what? Yeah. The pink is, to me, is totally 100% vivacious. It's a beautiful tonal pink that was gifted to me by my friend Hannah. It's so pretty. It's squishy and lovely. Of course, the garter stitch contributes to the squishiness, but the yarn base is lovely. I will definitely (laughs) knit with hazelnuts again. And the stripes I added as the contrast color, Canon Hand Dyes, Charles up, well, let me look at my notes. It was an interesting name. I I just want to want I hesitated when you asked
1: me because my mind went blank and I couldn't remember the, the name. Vivacious.
0: <laughs> 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 it's 100% <laughs> vivacious. So the purple color is Canon Hand Dyes is the name of the dyer. And it's Charles Merino Sock is the name of the base. This one is a Merino Nylon blend. And the name of the colorway is Dowager Countess after the Dowager Countess. Countess in Downton Abbey. So what do you think we would call this purple color in terms of Pantone? Acai. Acai. (laughs) So I knit a shawl in Vivacious and Acai and the colors I meant to look before we started recording. Someone in our chat thread mentioned pairing these two colors together and I never would have thought of it and as soon as she mentioned it I thought that is brilliant. How did I never think to combine those before? And oh my gosh, I have a skein of each of those in sock weight in my stash. What two color shawl can I <laughs> knit? So it was this like spontaneous burst of excited knitting where, oh my gosh, I have the two balls are already wound and I'm going to buy the pattern and cast on and everything worked flawlessly. And I ended up with, I think four grams of, of the 115-gram ball of hazelnuts left, so I used almost the entire 400-plus yards. And the cannon hand dyes, I had a little bit more than that left over, but almost 800 yards of yarn wow. went into that, which I didn't think it was going to end up being that big. I just, wow. I was so excited. I cast on thinking it would be about half of each skein, mm-hmm. and I used up all the yarn. It's it was great. fabulous. Yeah. It was a huge win, and it's so, so pretty. It, is. it has... So like I said, it goes from the striping. There's a short section of short row shaping to give it more of an asymmetric slight curve to the triangle. And again, it's a shallow triangle. Big, deep triangles, I don't like to wear them so much because they don't really work on my body. They don't stay where I put them and they kind of frustrate me. So this shape I love. And then you go in the second color to the end of the shawl in that short row shaping that ends in a feather and fan lace at the end so you have a scalloped beautiful end side to one of your triangle sides so i love it again that's that's zephyr cove by Romy hill it's a good color combo it really it's striking to me i mean it's not like black and white striking but it's they popped together so yeah. well. It was cute, my son who is again my color my color muse. He said, "Oh, Mommy, those are pretty." <laughs> so I had his his big thumbs up on that, which was great. And that is the only thing I've finished. Okay. But I'm extremely happy with it. I hope to get a lot of wear out of that in the fall. Yeah. You know, it's not will. chilly enough, but yesterday it was I just loved it because I had just woven in the ends. I was all done with it and I wrapped it around my neck for pictures and it stayed there for hours. It was just so comfy and cozy and it stayed where I put it and you can't ask for much more than that with a shawl. So I would like to give a brief update on our fabulous colors of fall knit along. Oh my gosh, you guys are so much fun. We've (laughs) had so much awesome chatter. Some great FOs are popping up in the thread. Great styling. Remember, we do want to see your finished knit or crocheted object styled With a complete fall look. Even if you're not wearing it, it can be laying flat on a bed with the different pieces of the ensemble there. Stephanie did a cool Polyvore collage with Mm -hmm. her knitwear worked into it. And polyvore.com is the site that I've been to, Charlene... Stephanie a few other people have put their look together in that software and then you can use it I think as a PDF or something so that you can share it. Yeah I
1: actually did it on my iPad and then I just took a screenshot of it. It was that simple. Oh, that's easy too. Yeah Yeah, I didn't even think of that. (laughs) Nothing fancy.
0: So we are up to 10 prizes and my huge apologies for last episode. I forgot to mention that Shasta Daisy Knits, who is an awesome indie dyer on Etsy. Beautiful, beautiful
1: yarn. Her colors colors. are
0: drop dead gorgeous and she is going to donate a skein of her yarn as well. So you, I think will be able to choose from what's available on her site when we're done. I'm pretty sure. So, thank you very much, Shasta, for that beautiful yarn. I've been stalking her her site now. (laughs) I'm going to buy something soon, but don't know what it will be. So, she, like I said, she is in our list of prize contributors and super excited about that. So, thank you, Shasta, for volunteering that. And I also wanted to thank our recent people who donated to the podcast itself which is extremely generous we're so grateful we are Lori, amy rosemary and deborah thank you so much it's seriously helping with that server investment that we did we really appreciate it and i accidentally credited the term analysis paralysis <laughs> to nutmeg knits because meg used it on our chat thread and then after we recorded, she had said, Oh, I actually got it from Amy and Darren of the Knitting in Circles podcast. So I sent a PM to Amy and said, Sorry, we didn't mean to steal your awesome phrase. Anyone who comes up with something that clever really needs to get the credit. And she said, It's her husband who came up oh, with it.
1: Oh, and you know what? I don't I have seen that phrase around, to be honest, for years. I've heard it before in tech.
0: Many oh, many right. years said that.
1: ago. So it may have been around in tech for and a now while. now it's moving into the crafting it's world. It's just moving into the general populace, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: <laughs> but it, it's super effective to describe what happens to me when I can't decide what's on next. <laughs> so thank you, Amy and Darren, for that one. And we have a book review for you. So, sorry for the crinkling paper. We are recording in a strange location again today. We're parked in my car near where they're going to start baseball practice soon. So hopefully you won't hear the ambient noise of little children playing baseball.
1: So what are we reviewing? So we are reviewing a book that we received from Stuart Dabori and Chang. It is called More Modern Top-Down Knitting, It is written by Christina McGowan. It is the second book in her series, the first being Modern Top-Down Knitting, and it is 24 garments based on Barbara Walker's 12 top-down templates. So in reading her introduction, the author, Christina, talks a little bit about how she made knitting from Barbara Walker's templates kind of her own little fashion challenge, her own little Project Runway challenge, if you will. And what she did is she took each of the 12 of Barbara Walker's templates and she created two designs from each template. And similar to Project Runway, not everything was to her liking. She didn't particularly think that she liked some of the template styles but she challenged herself to design something using it and she came up with a really interesting cohesive collection like She really did. Yeah. There's some really unique pieces. Very interesting, unique pieces.
0: Some really classic pieces as well. And she used a lot of really cool techniques. like embroidery, duplicate stitch to add colors, sequins, intarsia, stripes, textured stitches. There's some
1: lace in there. And I should say that, well, let me tell you what kind of garments are in here so you get an idea of the diversity. There's pullovers, cardigans, capes, skirts, pants, sweaters, set in sleeve garment, saddle shoulder garment, kimono sleeve, peasant sleeves, drop shoulder, and classic caps.
0: So almost so all lots garments. of different things. <laughs> yeah, until you get to the caps. Well, caps are garments too, but I mean, a lot right. of sweaters and you did hear it right. Shorts and pants. Yes. Are, uh, both <laughs> shorts and pants in the book. My I, husband saw that and he said, oh, are you going to knit yourself a pair of leggings? And I said, no, I'm not.
1: <laughs> I I had that in my notes. It says knitted pants and there's a question mark. And the funny thing is. They look fabulous on the model. They
0: They're really cute. Yeah. They, I wouldn't. They are really they'd be cute. way too warm to wear here, but if I lived in a cold enough climate, I might do that. Well, I like what she said about them because
1: everybody's reaction to knitted pants or knitted shorts is first kind of
0: ew. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but she wrote about, she said, let me see if I can open 53. the page. She said when she first started thinking about it, she was thinking about a pair of pants here to create a um modern well she was thinking about wearing these pants as street wear but then after she kind of realized not necessarily it doesn't have to be that maybe I'm just creating a pair of pants, a lounge pant mm-hmm. that you can wear or that you can wear to yoga, that kind of thing. And as such I think it's much more appealing to me because That's not really something that I would probably wear on the street, but I could see myself pulling on a nice pair of comfy pants when I'm at home, a lounge pant kind of thing. That being said, it's still not something I'm going to invest my time in, but it's cute on the mall. Yeah, she looks really
0: (laughs) cute. She also has a cute little belly button and everything, so...
1: Yes. (laughs) Yes. Well... Since you mentioned that, I want to say that I thought most of the photography was really good in here. And one interesting thing that I noticed, not interesting, well, yes, interesting, but one nice thing I noticed is that they really are garment-focused. And in many, many of the shots, they even cut the model's head in the middle of the head or cut the head off kind of thing. A lot of the shots have the top of the model's head cut off, which sounds like it would bother. Yeah, it sounds awful, it but, sounds, it because but it works. But it works because it's really garment focused. Yeah. So as a knitter, I
0: appreciate that. I Although, know. honestly, I would have liked to see more close-ups mm. on the different parts of the garment yeah. and such. There are great pictures of the whole garment, right. but very right. few close-ups of individual parts.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. But for the most part, those whole pictures are very garment-centric, so I appreciate that. I really do.
0: Was there anything in particular that you liked in this book? Well, the one thing that I really would definitely knit is the Stormy Lake Hat, which is knit with single-ply fingering weight yarn, and it's a little cabled beanie that's a little bit slouchy, I think, and it's really cute. It's simple and cute, and I really liked it. And I have to say that I don't have any experience with Barbara Walker's techniques or templates at all. So that's something that I should learn a little bit more of as a knitter. I know who Elizabeth Zimmerman is. I've read several of her books and some of the other well-known knitters. But Barbara Walker is not among them. And for me, although some of these garments were really cute, I don't think they would work in my wardrobe. Well,
1: Barbara Walker was one of the first, her top-down was one of the first books that I did pick up as a knitter and at the time I didn't have the skill to take the templates and create something for myself I read it with interest and I thought oh yeah this sounds great it sounds like a great way to make garments but I just wasn't quite there into doing it for myself and there are a lot of designers that have taken her concept and created
0: their own patterns similar to this. But there are also a lot of patterns that are, the work's already done for you. So right. I, I'm i not inclined to take someone's template or or equation and turn it into a sweater for myself. I'm not that interested in the math right. behind it and right. the, all of that. I'd much rather have someone hand me a pattern and say right. knit Gail. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can do that. But I really, I liked the concept of it and
1: To me, it was very interesting, and, you know, if you're familiar with her other books, stitch patterns, that kind of thing, you know that she was very talented and did a lot to further the cause of knitting, so it was very, it was nice to
0: see this based on that. Well, and she is basically a knitting legend, and I should, (laughs) as such, I should know more about her. There must be a biography or something.
1: I'm sure there you can find one online. And if I recall correctly, I think she was at, at some knitting retreat within the past couple of years. I can't remember. But anyway, I wanted to mention the porcupine sweater was one that I quite liked. And it's called the porcupine sweater because it's based on a crinkly stitch that is supposed to Supposed to be a silhouette of a porcupine. I can't
0: quite see it because it is so crinkly. <laughs> it's a little bumpy. To me, it looks like it needs to be blocked, but then you would probably lose the texture that she's. Referring yeah, I'm
1: to. not sure because, like I said, the the stitch is supposed to be very porcupiney. So maybe that depth is part of the texture that's supposed to be there. But I do like this sweater, and now this one is based on the drop shoulder ski sweater shape. And I thought that was interesting because to me this doesn't look like a drop shoulder sweat. Not at all. Yeah. I never would have thought that. Yeah. It. That's exactly it. So I went and I looked and I looked at the shape and I can see in the schematic. In the schematic wow. that the back and front are rectangles. The sleeve is just a rectangle that's stuck on. So yes, it is a drop shoulder. But because of the stitch pattern you don't get that feeling. It looks like it could almost be created with a circular yoke. Yeah, that's what it looks like to me. Yeah, at least in the way that the garment is presented in this photograph. Mm -hmm. When she lifts her arm, it might look different, but at least on that photograph, I think it's really cute for a drop stitch, for a dropped shoulder, not drop stitch, for a dropped shoulder sweater.
0: Well, and one thing I really like about that pattern too is that that stitch pattern is used throughout the entire sweater you don't Mm -hmm. have you know a a swath of stockinette and then the pattern grows out of that it's the entire sweater right which is cool right and then the other garment that I quite
1: liked let me see if I can find it was the embroidered top the peasant top I think is what it's called embroidered pullover yes so this one, similar to that, I think it was a scarf in the Annie Modicet book, History on Two Needles, that we reviewed a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. where there's embroidery on the knitting. I, I, I guess I like that technique because it's I'm pretty. drawn to this one too. And I think the top is really cute. It's, it's a young shape. It's a young silhouette. So I don't know if I would wear it myself, but I think it's very cute. This one is based on the sleeveless sweater template. So I think it'd be an easy knit as well. well.
0: that one, it also appealed to me too, but I just don't think it would be flattering on my body. Mm. So that's, that I wouldn't knit it because of that. But yeah. I do love her technique of embroidering onto the finished knitting.
1: And I love on this top how it's got the, not the, it's almost ruching, almost ruched, very oh, yeah. lightly ruched. How a peasant top on the bottom, it's much more flowy than on the shoulders. So you get that on the bottom half. I quite like that. And then the embroidery is very sweet. I really like the embroidery. Yeah, the white.
0: <laughs> it's, a, it's a very delicate looking sweater because it's a light grayish color. And then the embroidery is white and yeah. there are white details. And... It just looks fresh and pretty. Yeah. But again, I just don't think it would be flattering on me. Yeah. If my daughters wore things like that, I would <laughs> it for them, but
1: and then I have to say I also liked the two kimono sleeve sweaters, which is surprising because I didn't I don't usually like that silhouette on myself, but I liked that silhouette in these pictures. See, and I, I would never have thought
0: those were kimono sleeve designs either. It's or because based on it's, the template. Yeah,
1: you, you can't tell from the pictures. Mm-hmm. If she lifted her arm, you'd be able to tell because there could there sh- there is a lot of fabric in there. And the reason I know there's a lot of fabric in there is because it's made out of this particular one is made out of one of my favorite yarns. This particular pattern that we're looking at is called the Spring Tree Sweater. It's made out of Malabrigo Arroyo yarn. For my size, this particular top takes four skeins, which I think is a lot of yarn for a short sleeve top. Yeah, it's about elbow so length sleeve. There's sleeves. going little, to be a, a lot shorter of shorter than elbow. Yeah, so I think there's a lot of fabric yeah. in there. But very cute, very nice. It's definitely worth looking through. Definitely worth looking yeah. through. It feels really good. It's a nice, it's a well-made book. book it has, absolutely hard cover. Hard cover. It's printed on beautiful paper and. We've been, Gail and I have been looking at so many eBooks lately that when I got this and took it out of the envelope, I was wowed because I, I hadn't looked at a, a knitting, a nicely A substantial
0: one like Yeah, that, a right? nicely
1: made knitting book in a while, so it feels good. The paper's slick and thick. And I, you know, so many of the magazines now are going to such thin paper that it's difficult to read because you see the page behind through the page on magazines, mm-hmm. and this has nice thick
0: paper, so it felt really good. It was a fun experience to read the book. <laughs> Botanical Knits was the same way. It's not hard covered, so mm-hmm. it's not as heavy and substantial as that, but mm-hmm. just as shiny and pretty. Yeah, and, you know, catches yeah. your attention and yeah. makes you say, "Ooh, yeah, yeah."
1: So that was more modern top-down knitting from Christina McGowan.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of the Yarny Podcast. We look forward to hearing more from you on the Knit Along chat thread. And again, don't feel pressured to keep up with it. It's a fast-moving thread. It's a fast-moving thread.
1: And I've said it the last two podcasts. And I, just like Gail said, I'll say it again. Just feel free to jump in. We've had a lot of people come into our group having heard about the Knit Along jump in introduce yourself we have an introduce yourself thread also separate from the knit along thread that if you're so inclined jump in there and say hello don't feel like you have to catch up on this particular thread at any time i myself didn't have my computer on all weekend because i was knitting away (laughs) on my custom fit amy herzog sweater and finishing away so i had to catch up on a lot of messages this morning, which was fun, fun to see a lot of new projects that other people have been working on. It's always
0: just so fun when you introduce yourselves on the threads too, and you know, more people to join in the chatter and everything. So if you're so inclined, we'd love to see you pop in. Yes. Okay. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you again in a couple weeks. Happy knitting. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.
1: You can find us on iTunes at Yarniax Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniax.com. We have a growing Ravelry group and you can follow us on Twitter at Yarniax. Goodbye and good knits.